We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That's fine. I mean, take your time, Brian. You know, we're, we're in no rush. <laughs> all I do is support you, Brian, and all I get is backlash. That's true. You do get backlash from me. Okay, we got ourselves a podcast episode today. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back. It's been a few weeks. I was kind of uh, out of commission, one could say. I've been moving my way back to North America. I have been fired from Liquid Monkeys. What? (laughs) I thought Monkeys was going to be like... Yeah, totally. Like, what happened? You know, like, go along with it. Instead, he just <laughs> believes it. Uh, but uh, no, that didn't actually happen. Uh, I, I, I thought not, but I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't put it past you to, like, this would be the way you tell me. Like, oh, yeah, you know, actually, the real reason I'm back. <laughs> the real reason. Yeah, the grand surprise. No, I, uh, I'm i just here for the holidays, but it just turns out the way plans worked out that I'll be here for a couple months. So uh, most of the Hooray! year, I'll still be in North, I'll still be in EU. So all the EU viewers, if you're missing me right now, don't worry. I'll come back, baby. I'll come back. But for now, I'm in the same time zone as my boy Monkeys. So that's great. I look, I look forward to having you in my pubs. You yeah, I, so far, dinner. so good, you know. Uh <laughs> I've I've learned that if you just pick offlaners that kill people, the enemy literally rage quits by like uh, fifteen minutes into the game. Yeah. So that's kind of what I've been doing. Most of my wins, I would say, are in the offlane playing Marcy or Spirit Breaker, and uh, kill the carry twice. He goes jungle. You gank mid once. Game's over. Easy win. Yeah. Monkeys. Is that is that similar? I, impressions I, I mean, I mean, my my strategy from the offlane is typically pick a hero that buys vanguard or something and take the enemy safely in an enemy mid tower by like 10 to 12 minutes and usually usually my team knows how to carry me from there but you know sometimes i have to put in a little extra effort and i actually be like hey guys let's uh let's not plan our safe lane when the enemy jungle is completely open of course of course yes that would be a uh a very fine adjustment to our play Yeah, I, the one thing I didn't miss about NA, I'm not going to lie, you know, this is going to be my one critique, is that I'd say at least one out of four games here, one team gets ahead, and the game just ends. Like, yep. like literally nothing happens. 
and then nobody does anything. Both teams just farm. And then from the minute 12 to minute 25, it goes from like a 1K gold lead to like a 15K gold lead. And then you just lose. Yeah. And I'm in these games, when I'm the carry, I'm just so sad. You know, I'm literally like, guys, I'm ready to make a move. Guys, you know, guys, guys you know. But in the offlane, though, I feel pretty powerful. So I see where you're coming from. You know, I, I'm the guy yelling at everybody to go play in their jungle. You know, yeah. that, that's that's worked out a I, lot better. I mean, I, I, I've definitely talked about this before with you, but uh, for the most part, like, if I if I'm not feeling like good on my comms and feeling good about like leading and shit, I I try to just not play Dota because I feel like that is like such like such a valuable strength of mine of just like rallying the troops and be like let's get them baby. <laughs> but when I when I don't like bring that energy, I feel like I'm literally like losing half of what makes me a good player. <laughs> yeah, that's a really tough skill to develop. I think you're one of the few people I know that isn't toxic when trying to convey instructions to the mm -hmm. team. <laughs> uh, I try. I, myself, I, I, I mean, I, I, mean I, I have my moments. I'm not going <laughs> to act like I'm perfect. <laughs> I'm just saying in general, I definitely struggle with like not coming off the wrong way. I've been trying to work on it. Still, still a ways to go there. But I've noticed that like I generally win more when I don't say anything because what that tells me is my my overall impact of like communication is negative you know like whatever i'm yeah. saying makes the team less likely to win so well 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 i mean like you know there that that's not necessarily cause and effect though right that could definitely just be like coincidental as well like it's very difficult to like accurately judge your own communication and like the effect it's having on like your team because like some sometimes you just have teammates who like a are already tilted going into the game and like it's not necessarily like you like it could literally be anyone and they just like go down go down the rabbit hole because you know they're just already pre-tilted but like you know they're i i don't know i, I it's very difficult to gauge like how your communication is actively affecting your team like all the time Unless, like, unless, like, you know that you're, like, being negative in some way and, like, everyone is just like, ah, oh, fuck, I, I give up. <laughs> yeah, definitely sometimes that's that's the case, most certainly, yeah. where I'm like, yeah, that probably didn't help, or yeah. I shouldn't have said that. Um, but, I mean, I, I, feel, I feel like most Dota players experience that to some extent, right? Not you, monkeys, not you, my friend. I don't know. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, so I, I honestly, communication is one of the few things I really want to work on, but I also feel like my issue with communication is I know Insania has said this before as well. Um, Insania from Team Liquid, he says that like when you communicate in pubs, it makes it feel like you're much more invested in whether or not you win or lose. Mm, um, yes, that's very true. Very, very yeah, because you're like... <laughs> you're you're consciously putting effort into something it's kind of like when yeah. you tell a joke or when you you know dress up nice it's really bad to look bad when you dress up nice but like <laughs> if i just show up in like sweatpants and a hoodie and somebody says you don't look very good or like you look sad or whatever it's like well i didn't really try today so that's fine but it, yeah. like you know if you dapper yourself up in like a nice suit and it just doesn't fit, you know, 
that looks really bad. And I compare yeah. that to communication in Dota. It's like, if I'm not communicating, I'm just kind of doing my own thing, nothing happens in the game, and we just lose, you know, I can kind of move on with my life. But, like, yeah. if I'm trying my best, I'm like, guys, go here, go here, smoke up, let's go, and I still lose. Feels really bad, man. Yeah, well, well, at least, I, I wouldn't say, like, it's impossible to, like, you know, shake, shake those losses off. Like, for me, I, I can communicate a lot. Like, say I'm energetic enough to actually communicate and lead, and we still lose the game afterwards. I usually just self-reflect after the loss game, and I'm like, all right, what what call that, or, like, what call did I make that ended poorly enough for us to, like, actually, like, I try, I try to at least learn something from it when I'm making calls and lose, right? So, so that, like, kind of, it doesn't tilt me as much because I'm like, all right, at least I kind of like got something from it. Like, because you, usually when I'm like in the mood to make calls, my team just blindly listens to me. Everyone turns off their brains. They're like, all right, monkey said hit the T2 at 12 minutes. Let's do it. And I'm like, all right, in hindsight that uh, I need someone to reel me back there. Yeah, yeah, you, you can definitely, you definitely sometimes need to be uh, wrangled in a little bit. Uh, maybe I just, I want my Dota games to be won as efficiently as possible, and you know that, that but like that's just not the, the the state Dota is in right now. You know, you have to, you have to like ease your way into it. You got, you got to woo the enemy team before you, before you ask them to let you. Yeah, win, you can't you know? just ram it in there. You have to like take it <laughs> slow and methodically before you penetrate the enemy defenses. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Pristine choice of words, VSJ. Thank you. Thank you. As uh as we continue to talk about only Dota, no references to anything else. Uh you know, my question for you is uh when do you think the patch is coming? Serious question here. You know, I mean, I mean, Valve I feel like all the, these like, pubs. Uh, we talk about all this shit. Let me let me finish, monkeys. Don't interrupt me here. Okay, sorry, I, sorry. I have to give context to this question because otherwise it seems completely random. You play all these pubs, and it feels like people are frustrated, and it's kind of like when you go through no nut November, you know. And people, the stress is just gathering and gathering. And you notice towards the end that a lot of people are irritable. I feel like the same thing happens towards the end of, like, a long patch. Everyone in the games is just on edge. Nobody gives a shit, you know. And we're basically at the end of No Nut Patch, my friend. And I don't know if you're feeling it too. But I need to know when you think it's coming because i need some sort of copium Val, right Val literally stated two to three weeks like what a week ago did they actually i think i think they specifically said or may maybe they said a few weeks and i just interpreted that as two to three weeks i don't know which is is probably a mistake on my part because you know don't trust valve on anything they say <laughs> so two to th if valve said two to three weeks then my guess is about mid-january that sounds that sounds realistic Okay. I, I mean, yeah, I, I would say probably like early New Year, you know, it would be my expectation. A anything before that would be a pleasant surprise, but, you know, I literally What if they drop it on Christmas? What if Valve just doesn't take that... vacation over Christmas time 
and they sacrifice all 20 employees that they have and give us the best Dota white Christmas you could ever have. That, I mean, that, that would be great. I don't, I don't think I'm doing anything this Christmas. So, you know, I, I would just play Dota. <laughs> okay, so what, they, what, what it actually explicitly said is that the a battle pass will arrive. Oh, the battle pass. That was it. In the next few few weeks. So Monkeys has kind of given me hope, and now it's gone again. Thank you, Rubarzon, for for you know. Well, I I mean I mean ripping the band off. Are, are we really expecting to to go through another major like on this patch? I feel like I feel like we're not. I hope. I really hope not. I really hope not. I like. I feel like logically speaking, we have to have something change sometime soon i agree but i mean again i don't i don't i always try to avoid talking about things like this because then people are like wait monkey you said you said there would be a new patch before the major why why isn't that true and i'm like well i don't work for valve i can't i i don't know that's one of my favorite things to do to you monkeys though (laughs) is to like blame you rather than i that's pretty much like a lot of people's favorite thing to do <laughs> so the thing about this patch actually is somebody in chat is saying like what's even wrong with this patch you know why would why are you guys so upset it's boring it's boring it's overplayed exactly. it's, it's overplayed out it's honestly i think the hero meta is pretty decent like i don't mind the options I, I, that we I have. literally never mind hero metas. I don't give a shit what heroes are meta. I play like so many different heroes. I want the Dota, like the concept of Dota to change. I like I want I want comeback mechanics to change. I want roaming supports to be like a, a, a viable again because there's a way to get experience outside of jungling and laning. Like I want I just want something different to happen. I I don't know what it is, but you know, we we've been in the same like concept of Dota for like two years now almost. It's yeah, just, it has, uh, it's, it's pretty so much long. been since last TI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree. It's it's it's. I honestly think that other than like a small small changes to heroes that they need to make based on like whatever they're doing to the game. You know, like say they rework bounties, they need to rework alchemist or whatever. That's an example of what I mean. Mm-hmm. I would prefer a patch that's like 90% just map changes. Like map changes or numbers changes or yeah. like you said, anything that changes the optimal strategy of the game. Um, because because right now it's literally like no matter what hero changes happen, like the, the game plan is always the same pretty much. <laughs> Yeah. Right now. Yeah, like there's there's no there's no uniqueness, there's no trying shit out anymore. There's no it's just all right, can we make this hero work in this weird role? Ha <laughs> ha, we did it. Good job, team. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Somebody in my chat said they need to bring back Necrobooks, and if there's any mods available, please ban that guy, because <laughs> nobody likes you. Uh <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Um, I'd say for the most part, patches usually live out their, their days snow freeze. You asked about, you know, would you mind the patches being a month long? Like, was there a patch in the history of Dota that, uh, you wish was longer? I feel like for me, I'm always excited for a new patch. Um, what would you say, monkeys? Is there ever a time where you 
have regretted a new patch coming out or like you you wish no. they had waited? I, I mean, there, there's definitely been patches where, like, halfway through the patch is, like, right when I hit my stride and I, like, figure out how to make my, my good heroes, like, really good. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I just want this patch to last forever because I know, like, exactly what I'm doing with everything and, and whatnot. But, like, there's still, a, there, there's always a part of me, no matter how, how good I am at a patch, that I'm just, like, like you know just just repeating the same the same motions over and over like it, it just gets boring after a, a while and like part of what has kept dota so interesting and exciting <laughs> is the fact that it is ever evolving and ever changing and like you do have to like you you have to be able to uh, be adaptable you know and like whenever a new patch drops you have to be able to like understand kind of what direction you need to go in with the new patch and like how you can get there faster than everyone else if, if that makes sense and, and a, a lot of my excitement <clears throat> about dota comes from or, or stems from that yeah I, I feel like one of the most stagnant things okay you know what? i'm actually gonna ask you right now before i answer you, you know you said you want like you don't know exactly what you want but you know you want some changes in regards to these things. My question would be, in terms of game mechanic, like, you can choose literally anything, but not hero-specific. What is the one thing you would change? Like, right now, if you could just get it out of the game, Outpost. what would it be? Like, remove I I, them I, or rework I, them? I, I, I think outposts are just a very boring objective. I don't think they matter enough to, like... Like they're they are like quote unquote an objective, but like active like you're not really actively playing to like take an take an outpost or something like like when you were playing against shrines, if you took the enemy shrine, that was a huge deal because they lost like a second life basically outside of the base, right? Every every five minutes. But outposts are like you take an outpost, you deny them like a few hundred X XP over three minutes and then they take the outpost back and like or and like you kind of take a teleport target from that I don't know I feel like it's just I don't know I, at least with shrines like they had a noticeable impact on the game in my opinion outposts don't necessarily have that for me and I I, I think there should be an objective that's not Roshan that has a very noticeable I I impact on the game because I think I think the game has just kind of gone to a stale state at this point. Okay, so you actually just listed something instantly. So I want to say, I want to actually carry this conversation a little bit further because I think people like this kind of stuff, and I enjoy it myself. So that was your number one, okay? I personally didn't expect outposts. That's not because I disagree with you. I just, all your points were incredibly valid. I just never thought about how boring they are, I guess, because mm -hmm. they're just a part of the game. I agree that they... They kind of feel like a chore. It's like, they're there, you have to do it, but nobody's excited to do it. And once you're done, you're like, well, I did what I had to do. Not like, yay, I did it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, the thing about Outposts was they used to be like every 10 minutes, you'd get like a huge boost or every five yeah, or whatever. Yeah, and you would have like a huge team fight around yeah, Outposts every five or 10 exactly. minutes. Like, like, you know, there there is a reason to do something. Yes, but now yes. now it's just like, like now it's just, you take a two, tier two tower and you're like, oh yeah, the outpost exists. I gotta go like, do that yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just more things to do with like no, no actual like feeling of accomplishment. You're just like, 
Oh, all right, I got their outpost. They're probably just going to take it back in 30 seconds. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I'm in agreement. I'm in agreement that outposts definitely need to be drastically changed in some capacity. Um, my biggest one is regen sharing. Even though I'm a carry player, mm, I, yeah, think, yeah. Salves, I think salves, I think, I think we've gotten to a point. <laughs> I think we've gotten to a point where salves and tangos just can't be used on other people. Like I actually just. I think that's where we're at. I think yeah. that they need to add some other option, perhaps. Maybe a lot of, like, carry heroes get, like, a little extra HP regen. You know, like, one or two base or something, HP regen, or just something like that to, to like, compensate. But I feel like we're at the point where, like, the optimal way to play the game is for the cores to buy 600 gold of stat items. And then, like, maybe with their first courier, fly out a set of tangos. Mm -hmm. And then... The four position like rushes earn, like the the most broken four positions are the ones that rush earn, like yeah. Weaver, um, and the five position just is a salve slave yeah. basically. <laughs> um, and I feel like if I don't play that way, I lose the lane, and if I do play that way, I win the lane, and I think that's an incredibly shitty. It's a boring mechanic. First off, it's very similar to outpost. I think it's very boring. And I yeah. also think it's a very shitty way to have to rely on your teammates. Like, I think Dota's a team game. Great. But, like, I actually just have to cross my fingers as a carrier that my five buys four selves. Like, I just... Please yeah. buy four selves. If he doesn't buy four selves, it's strictly worse than if he does. You know? Mm -hmm. um, so, that that alone is just, like... It doesn't feel good to ask them for selves. It doesn't feel good to rely on them to buy selves. I don't want them well, to have to buy salves, but it's like yeah. it's the best way to play the game. So yeah, it it's it's it's. I I mean, it definitely wouldn't surprise me if uh, we we went in the direction. Uh, I mean, I I don't know if it's gonna be as extreme as you know just cut off all region sharing, but we we've definitely been going in the direction with Dota for a while now to like make the position five a lot more free and able to like you know do what they want you know they don't have to buy couriers upgrade couriers wards are free uh sentries are individual purchases and only 50 gold a piece um but the uh what was i gonna say the Sorry, sorry i got distracted i lost my train of thought the uh salves regen Oh yeah, but that, but then basically, obviously, if you give um, like position fives way more way more gold and like a freedom to do with that gold what they please, you know, then you just invest all of your gold into your carry to make sure your carry like <laughs> is as strong as possible coming out of the laning phase. So there, there definitely has to be like a medium of supports do have more gold, but they need to use that gold on themselves. Which, as you said, it could just be make all regen for yourself right like maybe maybe the the solution is that simple i i mean again that seems super extreme to me but like I, as you said that might just be the the direction we're going in right like because the, the meta right now is just absurd it, it actually is like as an offlaner i hate it because i literally will go through like a full hp carry to 200 hp three times and they're just full hp again and i'm like I, how am i supposed to have items and dealing deal with the shit. Like, the only good offlaners right now are the ones that can like chunk you for three hundred damage without investing like a sizable amount of resources. Yeah. Like Mars. Like even in pubs like Marcy. I've had like really good success with Marcy. It's just like 
I need to be able to make them salve the carry without having like no mana. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, well, that's I, like. I mean, oh, that... That, that, that's literally what makes like Batrider not very good in the offlane right now. Because like, you all Batrider, in people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You self. have to all in people. And like your Firefly is like a 50 second cooldown. So if you aren't getting a kill with like seven Napalm stacks and a Firefly, and then they just salve up to full, they have a magic stick to go to full health, full mana, then you're just sitting there with like half HP, no mana Batrider. You didn't get a kill, so you can't even buy more, more regen. And you're just like, oh, well, well this sucks. Now I'm just <laughs> Yeah, the now heroes just... that relied on like bullying them out of lane and then like controlling the area are just dead, right? Like yeah. I feel like Batrider fits that description, Venomancer kind of fits that description. Mm -hmm. Um like what else is there? Uh, I'm just like pulling up my hero tab. Uh even heroes like I mean, people have been picking a decent amount of axe, but I still feel like he fits that description and I haven't seen him too much. Um. Yeah, I don't like Darkseer. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like you used to like force people. You'd vacuum them into ion shells, use like all your resources, and then they'd not be able to enter lane. And now they just get solved. Yeah, I mean, either way, that's my worst part of my meta. Oh, why are you black screen? Okay, we're good. Um, I don't need to. I don't think we need to expand on this anymore. So my question would be, what's number two for you? Like, you came pretty instantly with number one. Is there something uh, that jumps out to you, number two? Um, like, like something that is already in the game that I don't like? Yes, like, please just, I never want to see this again, or that kind of feeling. Or like, I really don't like this. I hate when it's in my games. I, I mean, see, see that I... There, there, there's not, like, I, I mean, the outpost is the, is the obvious one for me, because... Typically, there's only ever been one objective other than Roshan, basically. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, in my in my personal experience, the previous one other objectives were much cooler, like the five minute bounty runes or the the shrines or you know whatever. Like I, I felt like they they actually had umph to them, and outposts just don't have that. So so that that's why that was like so obvious for me. Um, not like as an example, other like. Uh, again, may, may maybe just like change comeback gold in, in general, just for shits and giggles, like just for the hell of it. And I, I'm not saying like in one way or the other, but like j just to shake things up, you know, <laughs> like, just change numbers for the sake of changing numbers. I I would say would maybe be my second my second desire in a new patch because i'm gonna give you a it, way better answer than you did because you're giving a cop-out answer okay i'm gonna slam sure. it down in your face right now sure my biggest issue other than region is high grounds can we okay. somehow nerf high grounds like, i mean I, I i will say tier two and tier three towers are like insanely strong they are like yeah. absurdly strong <laughs> it's a similar concept there it's a similar concept for me, it's like, man, we've had two years where people just camp high grounds. Like, that's all they do. Like, an actual good Dota. The optimal strategy is to advance yourself on the opponent's side of the map, pick a high ground, and stand there. That's, like, yeah. actually the best way to play Dota right now. And I feel like... I don't care if they add more high grounds. I don't care if they, like, add more routes. I don't care if they, like, rework 
certain high grounds or something. I think a big part of it's these wards that you have to camp. I feel like the high ground wards are actually a problem because they're such powerful wards that if you leave the area, people are going to instantly check. You know, there's like, there's never a time where you leave the ward on the high ground and any decent support just leaves it there. Like, it, it never gets left there um, by the opponent team. Um, so, the, the ward itself is so powerful that you have to plant it a lot of the time. It's like, okay, I planted it. But, you, that, but then you also lose the ward if you ever leave it because it's a really obvious ward. Yeah. So I feel like the balancing of ward placement is, like, really bad right now. It's, like, so boring. Like, it's the same thing as um, it's the same thing as regen for me in the sense that, like, you have to do it. There's no optimal game to, like, warding here. These are the best wards. Like, yes, there's times where people, like, try to get creative and, like, put them outside a sentry range to make sure it doesn't get caught or whatever. But I feel like half of team fights 30 minutes into the game is both five positions centrying the cliff... And, like, fighting to kill the ward. And whoever kills the ward wins the fight. I'm pretty sure yeah. that this exact mechanic is, like, 30 to 40% of why Snapfire is, like, the best support in the game. Like, I'm pretty sure the reason why teams are so happy to pick Snapfire is because she turns on that little shredder and just goes ding ding and, you know, the ward's just gone. You know, I'm pretty sure that that alone is good enough to make a hero good, which... I don't to, know. It's just not fun. Yeah, yeah. To 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 add on to that, I I suppose something that I miss from, I, I mean, I've been playing Dota for eighteen years or some something like probably going on nineteen soon. Um, but something to add on to that is, in Dota, Dota used to like actually be like such a unique map. Like there were just so many random like ramps leading to like different jungles and like you know and there would literally be like single unit ramps that like you would have to run up and stuff and you know they, they would just be like tr death traps and stuff half the time but like the the map used to used to ha like be very lively i, I felt because like, like it was genuinely just every jungle was very unique and like there, there was just it, it was just chaos basically but but i kind of liked that because i feel like now in dota we just have like a super symmetrical map Minus Roshan, which is just... I agree, it is very symmetrical. <laughs> like, like, it is very I feel symmetrical. Like, I feel like every every patch we've had that are, that is map changes has just kind of been trying to trying to basically make Radiant and Dire as, as even as possible, right? Because I, I'm sure Ice Rock doesn't innately want Radiant to have a 60% win rate in pubs and Dire to have a 40%, right? Like, that's just not great game design. So, so Ice Rock's solution is to make the map as as you know similar as possible, as balanced. So, no, yeah, 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 yeah. But I, in my opinion, I I, I feel like the chaos kind of like it, it 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 added so much flavor to Dota because like there there was just the, like just having so many different jungles and like different areas to like claim and stuff and like you had a lot more unique uh, tree juke spots and stuff. I don't know. I I just I thought it was. I thought it was a lot clever, or, or more clever in past patches, the map, the map state than uh, current Dota. But I, at the same time, I do understand why Ice Frog has kind of gone for the more symmetrical route. I just personally find it again slightly, slightly boring. 
That out of all of them, I think that one's like probably the most controversial. I think like you have a good point. I think there's probably people out there that agree with you, but then I also think there's people that like like I think that that one's partially subjective of which way is Yeah, yeah. No, again, again I I'm not saying I'm not saying it has to change or like I'm going to hate Dota or anything. I'm just bringing it up as something that I definitely remember when I was younger, I would play Dota and like it, it it just felt a lot fresher because like every jungle you entered was just a different a different. Not everyone idea. thinks the way you do, monkeys. Just chill, man. Not, it's that's... you're not the center of the universe, all right? Okay, okay. My bad. Who are you, Galileo? I, I thought this was shit? the Banana Slam Jaren podcast. That's man. true. I am slamming Jaren during this podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to role play. No, I'm just messing. Obviously, I, you know, I, I think Dota in a lot of ways has come along ways with regards to balance and i think some of that is uh uniformity uh, across the board in a lot of ways whether that's like giving heroes a farming mechanic you know making both sides kind of symmetrical i think these ideas are helpful but if you're gonna make a lot of heroes have similar parts of their kit like just like overlapping portions of their kit then you also need to make them you like you need to chew you need to break somewhere you need to bend up break somewhere you know like something needs to be like you said pizzazz something you know a little bit out there i think to really hold on to the dota otherwise we're just gonna turn into league man league just does the same shit every game for like 20 minutes and you just have a clear victor by like 15 like I don't know. I don't want to go that route. I want there to be like the OG comebacks of TI8 or like, I don't know. I just want crazy shit. It's Dota. This is what we play the game for. (laughs) You know, one thing I noticed, somebody mentioned lanes. Have you ever watched a game in the last like six months, recently in the last like six months or so? Have you watched a game from like seven years ago? Uh, I I mean, I've seen, I've seen like clips here and there, but I I can't say I've watched. Do you realize how wide the lanes were? Like seven years I, ago. I, I think I vaguely remember that. I, you, I do you need to pull up a replay, theme. okay? Like, just pull up a game from seven years ago and watch a side lane for the laning series. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, over the period of, like, seven years, they've straight up, like, like cut the lane size in, like, a third. Like, it's actually oh, a really? third of... Dude, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's crazy. I was, uh... The reason why I remember this is because uh, I was watching... Like, Zai, I was hanging out with Zai at the liquid facility, and he was, like, somebody asked him a question, and then it randomly prompted him to, like, watch one of his EG games from TI4 or something. Uh-huh. And uh, we were just watching the lanes, and the lane was just straight up, like, three times the size. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> the tower looked like it didn't eat, like, you know how, right now, the tower encompasses, like, the entire area of the lane, plus some. You know, yeah, like, yeah. in terms of, like, the tree, it's like, it used to be that the tower was, like, half of the lane. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I, I can't believe I this. Also, I, I also remember when the middle tier one dire tower, it was placed on the bottom side, or, or the right side of the of the middle lane, so you couldn't run through the lane above the river. Otherwise, you would get attacked by the tower. Oh yeah, so, I so, remember that. You literally like, but, but on radiant, you could you could run through. You could it was run very difficult to invade Dyer's mid lane in that one. Yeah, patch. yeah, yeah. But, but but I mean, like, see, small things like that is exactly what I'm talking about. BSJ, like, I loved that. Like, Dyer had this like really niche advantage for the mid lane because like 
mid players would literally just play top left side and, and just like avoid avoid all like rap gangs from that side and like place one good ward for themselves and you know they 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 would just be be happy right but but my my point being is like i feel like there's not enough of random small details like that in dota anymore because they, they've just all been patched out of it like, like fountain hooking and in, in ti2 that that was patched. you know I, all of the unique things are like not not to say dota isn't unique i, I mean obviously but I, I i like the small details when it comes to dota personally do you remember that one patch where mid lane had an extra creep I do remember that. That That's was awesome. so dumb. The mid laners would straight up be like level ten, and the carry would be like level five. <laughs> At like nine minutes into the game, or something. I remember talking to like three mid laners after that patch, and all of them were like, "Yeah, I don't know why Ice Frog decided to just gift gift us another creep," but you know, I'm not complaining. Yeah, like, you literally was... couldn't have a bad lane in the mid lane because you would just get so much XP no matter what. Yeah, the, the two strongest the two strongest heroes in the game were always the two mid laners. Like, no matter yeah. what happened, like, you would be the strongest heroes in the game. Yeah, that kind of shit is always funny to look back on. That Like, whoever thought of that? Like, that guy's clearly not working at Valve anymore. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, you know, we talked about the patch. We've been talking about a lot of complaints, but, you know... There has to be something good right now, monkeys. So, like, what what do you like about this patch? Is there anything you like this Group patch? master? So you like you like having fun on the hero you enjoy playing. Yeah. Uh, Why? That's where I'm at. But if I say, "What do you like about this patch?" That's not. Is that like specific to this patch? Like, will he not be no, fun no, next that, patch? No, that that's just brewmaster. I, I I mean, well, that that's kind of what I mean about that. Like. I guess if I have to compliment this patch, I do think it's very good at, like, you will be having, or, or, or if you're trying to play proper Dota, this patch definitely, like, makes teams fight, which I I like that, that Dota. I like fighting. I like having, like, these scraps, because, like, uh, uh, the... the for the most part, the ideal way to play is, you know, both carries are farming until their item timings, and the other four heroes are typically, like, scrapping or whatever, unless you have, like, some random anom- anomaly, like a Furion or something, but then, you know, that just... That's an entire playstyle change just because of the concept of Furion. But, like, I, I do think this patch is geared towards setting up fights and making fights happen, which I, I much prefer that style of patch rather than patches where it's, like, all right, we have three cores, off laners farming, carries farming, mids farming. All right, we hit two items on all of our cores. Let's go. We win. <laughs> yeah, this patch is definitely much better in the forcing people to want to fight category. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I personally like patches that are like that better too. I used to be more on the farm heavy meta. Like, I used to like that more. But, yes, you know, over time, I feel like farming is just repetitive so eventually it gets really boring yeah. uh you know i feel like there's some threshold of hours spent on dota where you are inevitably going to like fighting patches more than you like farming well, well because, just... because fighting is just always unique right yeah They're like so it's always going to be a new experience yes i totally agree with that no it's exactly exactly how i've started to feel i um i was gonna say something 
But I was too busy staring at you, monkeys. Oh, I'm sorry. I find myself staring at me too. Quite yeah. often. Yeah. It's it's a weakness of <laughs> your essence. But uh no, I, I, I do think what was like I just take it away, monkeys. What what do you have in the notes for the for the for the, <laughs> for the podcast? <laughs> I don't have any notes because Jay, you're the one with the notes. We agreed on this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me I think my notebook's in my other desk. I did get a new desk. We have a new desk, yeah. Um, Polly, like it more? Polly elected to get an upgrade here because she's going to use it sometimes too. It's a standing desk. Oh, really? Yeah, so I can, uh, I can I, raise I've, it. To... I kind of want to get one of those, but at the same time, I definitely would never play Dota standing, I don't think. What? I need to ask her what's going on with this. Oh, okay. We got it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up now, monkeys. Don't. Oh, oh my God, BSJ! Don't <laughs> BSJ now! No, no, I'm sinking. <laughs> okay, I'm back. We're back, guys. Don't worry, we're back. Can you see me? <laughs> yes, I can. Nice, you nice. can see that I can see you. What do you? Oh, mean? <laughs> I was busy. Uh, tabbed out of my thing. Don't worry. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah. So I got a nice standing desk. I figured maybe it would be good for replay analysis to be standing. I feel like I can get like a more yell going, you yeah, know, like yeah. more, you, you, more you can pizzazz. Do the, you can do uh, who was it? Cap who like sprayed Blitz with the water bottle when he was casting. Oh yes, that would be good. <laughs> yeah, you, you can get the arm motions and the the hype going. I actually needed to move my legs around, so this is good. This is really good that I did this. Uh, I'm gonna have more pizzazz. Gonna throw some water at people when I when I do. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Um, the reason why I needed to pause was because we do have some sponsors for today, which is awesome for us because that means we get to buy our family some Christmas presents. Am I right, monkeys? Hooray! Hooray! Uh, yeah, you know, monkeys. I actually don't think I've ever, I've ever been on stream and been that excited about a about a sponsor. So I like to, <laughs> I like to give credit where it's due and say that uh, that hooray was. I would have believed you, like, if I just walked into a room and heard the hooray, I'd be like, wow, he actually had something really good happen in his life. Uh, but with all that said, I will say that today's today's uh, podcast, guys, is brought to you guys by our sponsor, OK, OKEX, uh, your one-stop currency, flat, cryptocurrency platform. That's powering like the play to earn games. And today's especially is Axie Infinity. We've actually seen a few Dota personalities move over to that game. Uh, so Brax like, is one of them, right? Feebin, Brax is playing it. Yeah, Feebin yeah. Being 1437. Also, um, Zyori has been dealing with it a lot as well. Mm. He's, he's more so on like the content side of it. Um, but play to earn games are ones that allow you to earn NFTs in game. Um, and Axie Infinity is the most popular play to earn game out of them all. Uh, so basically it allows you to earn real money or fake or online money that can be sold for real money by playing games. So definitely is an interesting thing, uh, interesting concept. Uh, we're on, I'm honored to be here with monkeys partnered with, uh, Axie and, uh, you, what we, you can type exclamation point Axie in chat, A X I E, or if you're in watching from the YouTube channel, you know, check out the link in the description You can sign up today. Uh, if you guys are interested in that at all, 
Um, and on top of that, while we're chilling out uh, or, you know, mentioning things that are not authentic discussion here, we got uh, our real interactive discussion, AMA, that was originally meant to be earlier this year, but we decided to postpone it just because of travel things going on with myself and all that. So we'll be January 22nd. Um, I will be posting a link in the description of the YouTube video as well as in chat in just a bit. So if you guys are interested in joining us for an interactive AMA session, or we'll be talking to you guys live and all that kind of fun stuff, that'll be happening on the 22nd of January. Um, so there's going to be some tickets purchasable for you guys if you are interested. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. You know, the thing is, monkeys, is that I'm stuck talking to you once a week, and I can't imagine somebody actually paying money to talk to you. How do you feel about that concept? Yeah, I'm with you. I, <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> that was Monkey's chance to like really chill, like really bring home the sellout vibes and give you guys a reason that he believes is worth paying money to, to come hang out with us. And his response is more like, what the fuck? Are we trying to rip people off or what? <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> I respect it, monkeys. I respect it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is a great point. D two master in chat says job interview. Monkeys, why should we hire you? Monkeys, I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> I've been playing Dota for a decade. I got no real life skills. That would be my response. <laughs> what don't do you, what can you offer us, monkeys forever? <laughs> well, beats me, man. <laughs> Good luck. You know, there was, um, one of my final thoughts was back in high school, we did, um, for my math class, my, my teacher was like a 75 year old guy that just loved math articles. Like he just loved like news articles or like magazine articles that were about mm. math. Okay. Uh, that, so, that is such a specific, like, yes. so he, every week. We had to like read an article and write like a page summary on this article. And let me tell you, after like having the same teacher for three out of four years of high school, because he taught like all the calculus classes and stuff, uh -huh. you run out of interesting things to say about math articles. Okay. Like eventually <laughs> you run out. So the whole idea eventually became because all the same people were having the same teacher was that all this article was, was just a page of us bullshitting, like, about whatever we were supposed to be reading. So what I'm getting at here is that I took three years of math that I had to bullshit through something once a week. And I think that that skill has carried me a long ways in certain things <laughs> in real life. And I think that you, if you're going to go out in the job world, you're going to need to really embrace yourself and grow in regards to that skill, monkeys. Because um, I mean, yeah, there's definitely some wrong. way that you could twist and mold whatever limited life skills that you have. Whatever limited life. <laughs> to being in a <laughs> to being a competent, a competent functioning adult. <laughs> not gonna lie to you man standing has given me a lot more energy i was i was underestimating the power of the standing desk but like 
Yeah, I, I, I think I honestly think they're they're a great investment. Again, I, I don't think I would do it like while playing Dota, because that sounds difficult to me. But can you see me yeah. like squatting? Can you see that? Yeah, I can. I can see. No, no. <laughs> I can see yeah, I, I definitely was feeling a bit lethargic sitting down because today's one of those days where I had to sit down extra because I had to like take care of international payments. One of the fun parts of, you know, living half and half or whatever. Um, and apparently just no U.S. banks are happy for you to wire transfer euros to, like, a random country in Europe. They're, they just think that that's obviously not... Um, <laughs> they're not too pleased with that they're, Yeah, they're, they're not exactly encouraging about it. So they, they, they don't make it easy. So that mm. was, that's been my last few days. But uh, on that note, monkeys, we have about hit the hour mark. So... Um, you know, this is all I'm contractually obligated to talk to you. There's no way in hell. Yeah, I'm that, gonna, that's I'm true. I definitely have never spoken to you outside of this podcast yes, in my not life. Not a so. single time. So <laughs> that, that, that's not in the contract. So uh, with that said, uh, we did take a couple weeks off, guys, for the podcast, but we will be back uh, throughout the throughout the holiday break. Um, so we will be keeping you guys posted on like all the new patches or battle passes or nothing new at all, and we just have the bullshit you guys do to contract, uh, whatever whatever actually happens. So any any last words, monkeys? Uh, no, no, not really. Just appreciate you guys that watch us. Not BSJ though. That guy's a piece of shit. And on that note, <laughs> say goodbye, guys. This is Monkey's last episode of the podcast. It, it was fun while I was here last. <laughs> he got his good old fuck you to you know to the contractors before he had to go. So see you later, monkeys. Love you, buddy. Bye see bye. You. I mean, uh, fuck you. See you. Oh, but, <laughs> yeah, sorry. sorry. <laughs> uh, monkeys forever. <laughs>